1: soul penitentiary let everyone the music bows,
0: bows, bows down the to the please let
2: beat. me talk to you to the for the love of god stay away for the Ladies and
3: gentlemen, welcome back to the DWI podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the breakfast of the United States of damn, them, damn, them, damn, America. And I'm joined, as always, by the other half of the world's greatest tag team. Never eating his Cheerios as we speak. It's DPP. And in, in a sense, eating some Cheerios. It's a little late for Cheerios, though,
4: isn't it? No. All right. Unless you're Seinfeld
3: I mean You can be mm. No? Mm-hmm. No
5: Okay AJ Belaz is here Hi AJ Hi Just gonna sip my tea here Ooh. Still a little hot <sighs> Ah shit I forgot how to
3: change them I'm trying to So I put DP and uh, where where's the change thing? How
5: do I change it? He put us at the. We're we're in. I was about to say we're in like a what is it called? Together mode. Yeah, the kitchen, dipshit. We're in the kitchen. So we're all like on like. PC Tony
4: looks like he's at the on the kid's seat. He looks tiny. Yeah, I know, right? And we're all at the other. We're at the island there.
5: Ha 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 (laughs) ha you gonna do it? You gonna shotgun a can of gravy?
4: <clears throat> I was enjoying breakfast. I had, I had a bowl in front of me. I was pretending it was Cheerios. And I was scooping and eating.
3: Nom, nom, nom. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you guys right now. He doesn't know. You're gonna have. To just, you're just gonna have to keep doing the show until I figure this out again because I had it figured out the other well, day. you know. and, oh, and I'm not even gonna. I'm not. I'm serious. You're gonna. I'm. I'm telling listeners right now. I'm not. We're not gonna stop recording. And. I'm not a part of the show right now until I fix this. So you
5: guys go I don't ahead and know. have whatever I don't kind know. of fun. trying yeah, to fix his uh, settings. Well, from well, I'm the curious if he, he
4: still be. sees it because on the on the top right of Skype, there's a view, which is together mode, and I clicked it and changed it to grid view. So I see you guys like normal now um, instead of the whole breakfast table. But maybe you guys see no, something no, different.
3: I, to, so. I, I know how to change that. I wanted to change from breakfast table to there's a bunch of other ones. Oh. I, I, I assume these. there's
5: a there's a good old fashioned bar one. Well I don't care. You just want to get on with the
4: show? I mean, I don't I don't care. I, literally, in one way or the other. <laughs> I mean we can keep talking about this. This is just we, fine. We can
5: keep shooting this shit, talking about our day this is like, totally Dan, fine. You, you said you played golf today?
4: I did play golf today. I had myself in what I felt was an amazing round. I had uh, an eighty three over at Scenic View Country Club was
2: fantastic. I figured it
4: so all. <laughs> I
5: don't I don't know there about funny, but I was stuck at work all day. Oof. Just just begging for this Oh begging for this screwball whiskey in my uh hand right now. Now we're on right. playing
3: no. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: You change it to an airplane. we right, we're.
3: I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm done fucking around. I went back to Gridview. I'm not looking at it. Let's get on with the show. I've, that was the greatest open ever, right, folks? When we come back, yeah, will sure Let you know what we're talking about today, because we're going to actually talk about something, whether you like it or not. You're listening to DWI Podcast number two ninety on Cheershot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot dot com.
5: Why should
2: you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude.
3: Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com.
2: Always
3: use your head. TP, hit him with that big show sheet. Well. Well,
0: we're waiting.
3: it doesn't it doesn't get it less annoying ever it just stays right it doesn't get more annoying it just stays right in the fucking middle right in the, right in the strike zone <laughs> right in the strike zone this week on the podcast known as dwi i i think a, a very very good monday night raw we're going to get into a few storylines from that We're going to run down the matches at All Out and give our opinions on what we are looking forward to from that show. We do have trivia. We're going to briefly run down some fantasy football thoughts. And a last call that's very appropriate of what's crapping in this weekend. DPP, ring the bell. Before we get into Raw... I just want to tell everybody, head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Pick yourself up a Chair Shot t-shirt. You can get it in soft style. It'll feel oh so good on your epidermis. And I would bet dollars to donuts that the 20% off code this weekend is Labor Day. It would be correct.
5: That's Labor Day. All one word, 20% off from the third to the sixth. Lucy Johnson, please report to the Fan Assistance
3: Center. That's Lucy Johnson to the Fan Assistance Center. I just I felt like I had that voice going from Old County Stadium, DP. <laughs> Old Third World Country Stadium. Love it. Dan Phelan, your mother, is at the Fan Assistance Center. Someone please let Dan Phelan know his mother is at the Fan Assistance Center. Ma'am, please stop vacuuming the Fan Assistance Center. <laughs> <laughs> that was an inside joke for DP, and he loved it. Yeah, that was a good one. I I love your mom. I can make that joke because I do love your mom. Uh, (laughs) Wait a minute. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) ProRsCTS.com forward slash the chair shot. Go check it out. You know what I mean. Like a mom. Uh, All right. That was weird. Monday Night Raw. I thought there were four really good matches, actually. I thought Shayna and Rhea had an excellent match. I thought the triple threat for the U.S. title was one of the better matches this year. I liked Charlotte versus Naya, and I also enjoyed the tag match at the end of the night. I, I'm just, RK Bro is knocking it out of the park. IMO. Let's start with Rhea versus Shayna. Either of you guys
5: get a chance to watch that match. I'm not going to lie to you, I didn't even watch Raw. So the, the, this is everything that I've heard right now, except for the Naya. In Charlotte match, I've I've heard a little bit about that, but we'll get to that when we get to that.
4: I you know I enjoy now that they've kind of have Shayna and Nia on their like I guess they're kind of doing in their breakup thing. Um, seeing Shayna Baszler get some credible matches as a singles wrestler, her and Rhea Ripley can do some good stuff. Shayna's been always good as a singles competitor as we've seen on NXT. So I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that she's getting some more singles matches. This one in particular was, was good and enjoying the fact that that breakup is starting to happen. Cause I really want them to do something with Shayna Baszler to get her into that picture so that they have somebody other than Ripley and Charlotte Flair.
5: How pregnant is Ronda Rousey? Enough. I mean, the baby's supposed to be due this month. I believe this month. I believe. I could be wrong. Because I, I know what I know what you're thinking, and I'm thinking the same thing.
0: Shayna versus Ronda.
5: Google machine! <laughs> when in doubt, Google out. Ronda Rousey. What does
4: Google, Google say? It's what does Google say? We, need some, we need, like, a Google soundbite of some sorts,
3: you know. Like September twenty some... second. That's plenty of time. September, October, November, December. She have four months to get ready to win the belt at Royal Rumble. And then she drops it to Shayna for Shayna's first ever championship. She beats Ronda Rousey. That might not be enough time. That's too bad. But yeah, I like Shayna.
5: See, I think what... she should get a shot at the belt sometime. What I like more is, you know, for Royal Rumble, you have Shayna win it there, and then Ronda wins the Women's Rumble. That way, she has a little more prep time for Mania.
3: Well, um, yeah, I, I just like, Uh, I I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think you're going to see Ronda Rousey till May. Maybe you'll see her at SummerSlam. I don't think you'll see her at Royal Rumble. I, I would just think it'd be really cool way, considering Shayna's background and the friendship that she has with Ronda Rousey and the significance that Ronda Rousey has as a champion and in the women's division that that would be her first title victory at a WrestleMania over Ronda Rousey. Like any other any other championship match doesn't seem as intriguing with Shayna Baszler. Now granted I'd love to see her go up against everybody else. It doesn't mean they aren't intriguing, but none are as intriguing as DP. Well maybe
4: uh with Shayna Baszler. Joining forces because I would say you know if you look at Shayna Baszler versus Charlotte Flair, both are technically heels at this point. How about Shayna Baszler joining, kind of joining with Ronda Rousey, becoming in the sense the babyface? Because maybe Ronda Rousey's not necessarily ready, but she's in the corner of Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania when Shayna Baszler beats Charlotte Flair for the title, and when Ronda's ready. At maybe SummerSlam. Here comes the turn. And it's Shayna versus Ronda at SummerSlam. I like my idea better.
3: It's just she's pregnant. Fair enough. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Long way to go to get to there. Jesus had nothing to do with this. <laughs> yes! No yes! Ever at the one
3: that was kicked out of a Jesus driver. Any hootie who. Rhea Ripley, on the what? other hand. What do you guys see moving forward for her? Is she gonna get right back into the title? How how long till she wins another title? Oh boy, Ooh, that, quite a while. That right interesting. Quite a while. In your opinion, man? Okay, that's you guys' opinion. All right, dynamite
4: dropping, guys. I was oh, waiting for the. I was oh. waiting
3: for the soundbite there. You know, I couldn't find it. I got too much shit over here. Go. I'm just. That's a... All over the damn place. It's maybe over on this one. It's up higher. I don't know. I got, She's got a better lists. chance.
4: She's got a better chance when she moves over to SmackDown at the draft. True. That's my that's my opinion, man.
2: I All right.
3: All right. All right, man. Whoa. It's like whoa, man. Uh, whoa, um, man. <laughs> wow. We're getting there. La dot. da. I see the problem with right now is I can't. Think of these cork, these you know, corny, quirky, you know, rhyming transitions right now. Considering, uh, you know, certain consumption. So we'll just go like this. <laughs> DP, like you should fucking laugh over there. Um, you shouldn't. That's why I don't run the show. Uh. Yeah. It would be fine. It would be fine. You guys might have to do it next week without me. Oh boy, here we go. Uh oh. Oh boy. Remind <laughs> me to check my schedule. Get the liquor ready. Hard liquor. Oh, nah, I'm usually what? pretty gentle. Yeah, I'm in the middle sometimes. It depends on what they like. Uh yep, yep. We're talking wrestling. We're talking yep. raw <laughs> We're talking triple threat for the US title. I'm not sure why I'm singing it anymore. I was I was really doing the Simpson softball thing at first, but I couldn't I just couldn't get it you know. Yeah. Yeah, there you Maybe go. Do you have
4: Diego that? Here? I don't I, would like,
3: I, don't, I think you confused it. I don't wanna hear you sing it. I'd like to hear the clip oh. if you have it. I don't think uh. I have it, brother. Uh oh I don't think I have it. I mean and that was P C Tunny being a giant douchebag. Back to the DWI podcast.
5: Oh, I thought that was just part <laughs> with the DWI podcast.
3: <laughs> yeah. I have the rules for softball. I,
5: I don't know the rules the
4: song.
3: Ever. Not for getting softball. to the rules of Kingdom of today either. Seamus, Drew McIntyre, <laughs> and Damian Priest I think put on one of the best matches of the year so far. I would easily like it could be higher, but it's easily one of my top ten matches of the year already. Uh, Damian Priest, I think, is a superstar in the making. This guy's going to be world champion uh, sooner than later, likely. Sheamus goes in there and just crushes it. You know the chemistry between Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre puts over Damian Priest clean and shakes his hand afterwards.
5: AJ, what do you think about that? That definitely seems like a match I need to go and see. I mean, I've always liked Damian Priest. I've even
3: told Andrew he needs to probably get it up on his Matches of the Week this week.
5: Wow. Now, now will he do it is the question. I'm kidding. I think so. He well,
3: will. I said I said watch it at least, because I think it should be there. Once you watch it, I think you'd
5: agree. I, most likely. I'm not going to deny that. But, I mean, just the three that you said in there, I've always liked Damian Priest. He was kind of flat when he was Punishment Martinez, but... He's found his niche. He's found his way. Like you said, superstar in the making. Sheamus is like a gatekeeper now, where you could just throw him in anything. And if you put him, if you have a match against Sheamus and he likes what you're doing, yeah, he's gonna put you over. He's he's basically one of the like the Ortons or the Cena's where it's that's the guy you have to be in order to get that credibility.
2: Sure. And then the same,
5: I, I and then same with McIntyre, where you know he just won the WWE Championship, he's been in that feud the entire time. Kinda get a little bit of credibility there.
4: That's the big one, I think. Is you know Drew McIntyre taking the pin in that? You know, as opposed to Sheamus, who you know Priest just took the title off Sheamus, and Sheamus didn't take the pinfall here you know, McIntyre did, which is, it's just kind of a surprise there. And that's, that's a little bit of an extra kind of rub, I think, you know, for Priest, you know, the week before, you know, he came out to Bobby Lashley and challenged him, you know, right after winning the title this week, he comes out, you know, gets a triple threat match, gets a pin on McIntyre, who was, you know, very recently the champion. So that's huge, I think for Damian Priest. And that, that shows, you know, that, I think they have some trust in him, which is awesome. And, you know, he does fit the mold very nicely of a, you know, a big guy, you know, who can, you know, move and wrestle in the ring. I feel like he's been doing pretty good on the mic. You know, they don't necessarily need a mouthpiece for him. Uh, You know, so he's got like just a ridiculous upside, I think. And he's in the right position. And and having guys like Sheamus, who you know is going to work, and Drew McIntyre, to help get him over is crazy. That's just that's just a beautiful spot for for a guy like Damian Priest to be in and just get better and even better at what he's doing. So, good on him. I I'm, I'm loving it. I like Damian Priest as a wrestler. I'm looking forward to him
3: moving even higher up sooner than we think. Quite the good-looking crowd this year at the 2021 US Open, I can tell you. Uh, not just from what I just saw while recording this podcast, but over the past this past week, it says uh, th- there's some really good-looking people attending tennis these days. So I, I rather rather enjoyed some of the fans and their reactions there. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's keep it moving on. Big things uh, moving on for Damian Priest, Charlotte and Naya. Now some people speculated that maybe they were a little bit coming at each other they were working stiff on purpose some people would say maybe they talked about that beforehand some people would say maybe they don't have to i guess the, the point was brought up on pot is war is that anytime something happens with naya everybody's like well you know it's on purpose or it couldn't be an accident or or it you know but isn't that just kind of how she's working now I, I i enjoyed the match charlotte's the champ like dp predicted dp did you get a chance to see this one? Did you hear about any of the uh, rough housing that went on? I did.
4: And I, you know, from the beginning of watching Nia Jax's matches and when she started getting, you know, a little careless, I have always said that she has been reckless in the ring, that she is not good at what she does and needs a lot of work. And, Regardless, I don't know exactly, obviously, what the whole deal was with this one, but again, just seeing from you know, care- from what I believe is just careless. It's careless stuff, you know. Like you don't need to do that kind of suplex and almost drop Charlotte on her head. She's the franchise. Like there's no, I don't give a shit if they even said like, hey, we're working this one stiff or whatever. You're not gonna drop the franchise of the women's division on her fucking head. Sorry. Uh, don't believe it. Don't want to see it. Not enjoying that. And I don't like watching Nia Jax work in the ring. She is, i's I'm on the side of her. as She's reckless. She's not good at taking care of her opponent. And I
5: don't like it. Don't like it. See, I'm not going to deny that she's reckless, but now that it's basically became her character, where it made a lot more sense, where it was like, yeah, no, now she's going to be a bitch in the ring. What do you mean she's going to be a bitch in the r- Oh, they're actually, like, shoot-fighting right now. Okay. Uh, I mean, it works for, you know, the Naya character, where like you said, Dan, everyone knows she's reckless, she's She's not injury prone. She's injury prone to others. And it kind of needs to get that done. But as soon as you see this, it's kind of like, all right, it's also Charlotte. She's most likely capable of actually like making sure this looks good, even if it's real. She's got to make it look good. So I'm for the feud, but I don't want there to be critical repercussions when it comes to like... Like you said, a suplex spot just it almost goes wrong. Like I don't want that to happen.
3: I like Nia's character. I I like Nia in matches because I think it's something completely different on the women's side. You don't necessarily get a whole lot of the the giant in the women's division. There's Nia. There was Awesome Kong. Who else really compares to those two? I know you have other women that are bigger and stronger than others but none of them in the like in the you know to compare it to the men's side in the giant physically imposing like just sure you know yeah it's different yeah so i i think she's gotten better uh than she was but how can you not um so we'll see what happens Charlotte is still, you know, taking care of business. It's going to be interesting when Sasha gets back and Bailey gets back and we have all four uh, cooking at once, so we'll see. Right now, the Becky thing seems to be a hot mess. They're trying to make her a heel, or I'm not really sure what they're doing, but she's back anyway, so. Mm-hmm. Lastly. I'll play with yeah. you,
0: Becky. All
3: right. You know, huh? silly. So, so, Slap me silly, paint me pink, and call me Becky. Uh,
5: don't paint me pink. Um, mm-hmm. I like how that's the caveat. Just don't call, paint him pink. <laughs> what? You get, you get,
4: yeah, you. You know what you want to play with?
2: You want to play, play with necky
3: huh? Nothing, nah. I don't know about that, dude. I was, yeah, I was. I, I'm I'm not actually intrigued. I was almost intrigued. Big difference. RK Bro. It'll, 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 well we'll take a second for the crowd to calm down after that one. RK Bro instead of going up against AJ and Omos, now they're turning the turning the page here. Lashley and MVP. Gentlemen, what do you think about uh the, the, the turn and feud here and what you've seen from R. K. Bro officially together now? Even had Randy Orton appreciation night. <laughs> I loved,
4: I loved wow. Randy Orton Appreciation Night a
3: couple of weeks ago.
4: Yeah, that those was are fun. so fun. <laughs> I enjoy it. I, I absolutely. I've, I've said it a couple times, you know, in past podcasts. Is that, that I just love them together. They're just it is entertaining comedy right now, you know. And Randy Orton finally doing the come around and and embracing it, you know, as much as he can for being the Viper, you know, and and you know when it happens, the turn is going to be great, but, you know, enjoy this while you can because this is so much fun. And I'm fine, you know, whether or not almost an AJ get another shot at it or whatever, that's fine because, you know, that breakup is going to happen, you know, too, Pro- you know, obviously sooner than later. Uh But, you know, again, them going up against MVP and Lashley, obviously you knew MVP was going to take the fall, but it's another spot for, you know, Randy Orton doesn't necessarily need it, but Riddle getting, you know, that recognition and getting that, you know, getting over on the champion, you know, is another, is a big thing. So it just helps them get over even more, which is kind of fun, you know, seeing more into that tag team division that has no tag teams, um, hopefully, you know, gives the tag team division a little more recognition too.
5: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, like you said, Orton doesn't need the recognition. Riddle getting that little bit of a rub is always good. I mean, I would like to see maybe possibly a, a two dudes with attitude kind of thing where they hell uh, where they hold all the belts on raw. Maybe maybe Riddle or Orton gets the United States and whoever else gets the WWE. That would be really nice, but you know, yeah, piling all the belts on one person's not for two people i should say and maybe not but this is definitely a good stepping stone for riddle where you know a lot of people who are naysayers that haven't seen him can just be like okay he's actually getting a little bit ahead he's got a little bit of whatever he needs to be bigger and who better than randy orton to bring that out
3: i don't know i haven't heard the speculation
5: who better than canyon
3: Eh, you ruined my joke. We'll be right back, folks. We're going to get into All Out. Those are our thoughts on an excellent Raw from this past week. DWI podcast number 290, Chairshot Radio Network, thechairshot.com. I didn't know the equestrian culture was giving their opinion on such things, but whatever.
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything progressing. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com.
3: It had to do with a horse. You have to go back and listen. What's a horse? What?
2: All hours
3: this weekend. <laughs> Who better than
2: Canyon?
3: Okay, so, no. This is two different things. You ruined mine by doing the Canyon thing when I was going to follow up. AJ talked up. To... See now I'm explaining it, so it's not even going to be funny. Naysayers all the naysayers. And I was like, I didn't know there was such speculation in the equestrian community. It was a horse. Okay. So
5: all out. Yep. Okay. Yep. Just for that yep. joke, I want to send you to a glue factory.
3: What? Me? I'm not a horse. Hmm. <laughs> 10 man tag match. Uh I could do good elephant as well. Ooh.
5: Oh my god. See, and this is where I'm upset that this isn't a video podcast cuz you actually did put your arm out like it was a trunk.
3: That was bad. The first the second one was the best one. The
5: second one was better, yeah. Anyway, ten, t- 10 men
3: tag. You know, on All Out is happening. I'm not going to tell you who the 10 people are. There's 21 women in a casino battle royal. We're going to have some interesting uh, surprises there, I do believe. Moxley and Kojima. The match everybody's been waiting for. Finally, Paul White will match up against QT Marshall in a pay-per-view special. Chris Jericho versus MJF. Miro and the man that just walked out of the bar from the bowling alley, Eddie Kingston for the TNT Championship. The Young Bucks. Wow, you don't really get to see this much. Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros. Steel Cage match. I hope everybody's picking up on the sarcasm. Dr. Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Kenny Omega defend the AEW Championship against Christian. And what I'm speculating as a a human being, I'm speculating that CM Punk versus Darby Allen should probably close the show. AJ, that's the card. Ray Cash put it so delicately and and beautifully. This will probably be the most buy rates AEW does for a pay-per-view, and it might be their worst show ever.
5: I mean, I agree with that. I mean, of course, everyone's going to want to watch Chris Jericho versus MJF because if Jericho loses, he retires from in-ring competition. Oh, my God um young bucks versus lucha bros we've seen it a handful of times it's probably just going to be a spot fest especially since it's a steel cage match you know there's going to be an indie taker or a fear factor off the top of the cage you already know that's going to happen eddie kingston versus miro that's going to just be a blood fest if if they can make it a blood fest uh Honestly, the last three that we talked about is are the three matches that I'm really interested in. Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Because Chris Statlander's not bad at all. She She's really good in the ring. It just depends on if they want to give her that push or not. Which I don't think is time for Britt to drop it. Punk versus Darby, we've all expected this match. Probably going to overhype this match. Let's not deny that. But... Kenny versus Christian. The only thing that's going to be interesting in this is Christian already beat him once for that Impact World title. Can he beat him twice is the big question.
3: Will he beat him twice is the big question.
4: Yeah. Let me answer that one right there.
3: <laughs> T.P., do you have any thoughts on Yeah.
4: This, uh, this pay-per-view is really... I mean, obviously, it's centered around one match, and that's CM Punk coming back. And, yeah, it's probably the most overhyped and probably going to be the most underwhelming, maybe. Uh, but, like, I like Moxley and Kojima, you know, maybe trying to steal the show. They could, they could do some really good stuff there. You know, otherwise, yeah, most of it's really pretty straightforward like i at least this is again my opinion though but like christian cage already beat omega for the impact title you really think he's gonna win the AEW title doubt it i know i I don't doubt it you know jericho and mjf i think we already know kind of what's happening there i feel like uh this thing's on a sunday
2: what the fuck (laughs) yeah why not
4: You know, they lost a good one with uh, Uh, Andrade and and Pac, you know, getting canceled. Yeah, Uh, they they were supposed to have a
0: match and that got canceled.
4: Uh, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, But otherwise, yeah, I mean, like the rest of it's like, okay, not really overwhelming for matches that I'd I'd really want to see, you know, other than Punk wrestling his first match. So great. I'm not going to buy a pay-per-view for that. Honestly, I'm sorry. Sorry.
5: Are you telling me you don't want to see Paul White with his no BS sheet?
4: <laughs> no, I don't. So, and I'm not happy. I'm not. I'm not excited that the you know the Gun Brothers turned on Paul White. Oh boy. Yeah. Doesn't move the okay, needle for me, cool. guys. You know.
3: Well, the, the, apparently CM Punk's not really moving the needle that much for AEW, but. Let's let's close out this topic. What are your expectations around the horn for CM Punk's match with Darby Allen? I mean, I'll let you guys think about it for a second. I think he's going to look good. I I think he's going to be ready. I don't think he's ever been out of shape. He, he's been, you know, training this whole time. He's had plenty of time to go ahead and jump in the ring with somebody and get the rust out. Darby Allen's a guy who's going to sell his ass off for Punk. You know, he's going to work hard for him. So, I think Sting's also ringside, so it, you know not all the eyes are going to be on Punk the entire match. If they do it right, but I think he'll be ri- It'll be like riding a bike for him, whether or not it's a five-star match according to whoever you talk to. I don't know. I'll I'll guess the match is somewhere between a seven and a seven and a half. DP. I'm sure it's going to be a solid match.
4: I, I'm with you. You know, it's not like he has maybe have a little bit of ring rust, but it's not like he's out of shape. I mean, he's been to MMA and, you know, doing all the UFC stuff and, you know, he's been training with Malachi black, which where the fuck is he in this pay-per-view? Uh, you know, so I, I don't think it's going to be a terrible, you know, it's not going to be a terrible match and, and Darby Allen's great as well. So it's, you know, it's going to be a solid match. Like I said, it's, it probably won't be a show stealer or anything, but it's going to be a perfect one for him to get comfortable again in the ring and be ready to continue going where he wants to go so yeah I, i'm probably in the same spot at maybe a seven out of ten match or you know whatever but nothing that's gonna you know again steal the show or anything i don't think at least not at this point
5: yeah i'm in the same boat this isn't going to be match of the night it's going to be feel good because punk gets the comeback it was moves you know, you're going to see the roundhouse kick, you're going to see the macho elbow, and of course he's probably going to finish it with a go to sleep, but it it will be a good match. Punk will probably show that he still has it. Where they go with it afterward is entirely up to them, because Darby, like we all said, can sell. He can show off like, yeah, I'm going to do a coffin drop, land on nothing, writhe in pain, and then get hit with a macho elbow that's going to Hurt, quote unquote. But Darby will make sure that Punk looks like a million bucks, and Punk will probably work like he still is a million bucks. It should
3: be interesting. I'm glad he's back. I've said all along I'm not thrilled where he's at, but now we get to see what they can do. There's no excuses with this. This is this is the biggest thing you could get. So we'll see what happens. I I wish them luck. I hope they have a really Really good show. I I just wouldn't bet on it, folks. So uh, quick commercial break, and we're going to come back. Uh, we're going to come back with What You're Drinking. We'll be right back. DWI Podcast, Chair Shop Radio Network, TheChairShot.com, ProResidentTease.com forward slash TheChairShot. Always use your head.
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything progressing. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com Drink it in, man Fuck you, I'm
2: drunk
3: This brief fantasy football preview is brought to you by what you drinking today. I am drinking uh, right now. I'm just drinking a Miller Lite. That's probably going to be about it. So maybe some Screwball. I think I have a little left. AJ, I don't know. You're on that
5: Screwball. Anything uh, playing an accompaniment to the Screwball? No, nope, just the Screwball for right now. I'm a little upset because buddy of Andrew mine. I found some chocolate whiskey, and I'm thinking, oh, that would go so well with this screwball right now. I have, like, a Reese's Peanut Butter shot.
3: Well, what you need to do is, first of all, do you chill your screwball? I can.
5: I keep it in the fridge. Or the freezer. I mean, alcohol doesn't freeze if it's yeah, above yeah. a certain percent. I keep it in the fridge. But what I heard is
3: you just throw a touch of grape juice in there. You have a good old peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Noted. Noted. Well, <laughs> well, well played. <laughs> all right, DP. DP, you've been drinking for almost seven, okay, a little over six hours.
4: Oh yeah. six. Welcome to this show, let me tell you. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, we got on the golf course, and generally when you're on the golf course, you have one or two or a lot more than two. And, uh, you know. and then about 12. Uh, maybe all 18. Maybe. Eh, not that many, but, you know, I had enough, and so Miller lights on the course, because they didn't have Coors, but Miller lights on the course, and then uh, we got done, had myself my old friend, Captain, Captain and Cokes, uh, for some lunch, and continuing with the
5: Captain and Cokes
4: as Perfect we podcast.
5: Nice. AJ, all right. Ooh, that's his go-to yeah. drink at a bar. That's his now go-to that we're
3: drink. All thoroughly, now that we're all thoroughly lubricated and ready to go fantasy football is coming up shortly here a lot of drafts are over i don't know why if you've already drafted and it was your decision to do the draft already you're an amateur but let's talk fantasy football (laughs) nonetheless (laughs) You don't get too many complaints once in a... Well, you know, sometimes a guy say we're not showing enough of his highlights or his sport. And the, the time the wrestlers came in, they were a little
2: miffed. Where are my highlights? Yo, Miller! You know that wrestling's the number
3: one television sport in terms of demographics? Oh, sure, I knew that. Everybody knows that, don't they? It's, it's
2: those Greco-Roman wrestling guys. They're a bunch of sissies. You guys are great. Of course it's real. I mean, if it's up to me, we're running these highlights every night on Sports Center. Aesthetically, there's a problem with it. If something... It's technical stuff. The, the camera angles that you use are... are
3: rules supreme it's time to talk football on the dwi
0: podcast
2: although the
3: ball is rounded shape it is also oblong which makes it difficult to carry on all right yeah that's all i got who is the nfl films guy who's the voice of that because that the narration on those old nfl films joints are fucking ridiculously awesome
5: they're awesome you know what i'm talking about right yeah of course, on on a fourth and 21. Nothing was going to stop this team from getting to the championship. I'm I'm going to
4: butcher his name, but it's John Facenda. John Facenda.
3: Facenda. Facenda? I think it's Facenda. F-A-C-E-N-D-A, brother. Yep. Loves it when we belch on here. He doesn't, actually. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't care. Oh, it's getting worse now. That was that was a, that was a trio for Meg's there. All right, NFL, fantasy football. We're going to do this. I don't know. I mean, we can, whatever. We're going to do this. Let's start in the AFC. Patriots, Bills, Jets, Dolphins, AFC East. Josh Allen to me, is the best quarterback. I don't think there's much debate there with, with the two rookies and the Dolphins in the market up trade to right, guys
4: well yeah. uh, you know <clears throat> you mentioned you know you're a fool if you've already drafted and my draft was yesterday just so you know and i have
3: josh allen on my team was that your idea to draft yesterday was not my would idea have, brother if it was your idea would you have drafted yesterday fuck no i would have drafted like next wednesday all right there you <laughs> <go>. yes <laughs> well i mean yeah you could probably do it like next sunday yeah. Well, yeah. Like yeah. after this, the last round of this, yeah. this Sunday, you could probably do it Sunday night this yes. weekend. This actually yesterday wasn't bad. What do they start next Thursday? They start Thursday. Next Thursday Thursday's is the, the first Bucks game. and
5: the Cowboys. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I guess as long as you've waited until after the cuts, you're probably
5: pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't don't trust any of them Jags players. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's talk about the running back position here
3: because these teams, none of them have really. I mean, the most established running back in this division is Miles Gaskin, and you can't argue with me about that. Like, you don't know who's going to get the ball for the Patriots. You got Devin Devin Singletary, they brought in a running back behind him. I can't think of his name. Is that uh, Moss? Oh, Zach Moss. The, is, yeah. Uh, but a lot of people are saying Singletary's still so the guy. And then you look at the Jets, I think Michael Carter's a rookie that they brought in.
5: Yeah, they got a lot of uh, rookies right now for for the Jets going on. All right, well let's keep rolling along
3: here then. AFC North loaded division: Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals. Joe Burrow's back. Big Ben still in a Steelers uniform. Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. From fantasy perspective, you know the money is on Lamar Jackson. You're going to yeah. get the points. And rushing the ball, but could Joe Burrow have a really nice season? Could Ben Roethlisberger come back and have another decent season? That team was eleven and zero. Baker Mayfield twenty six and seven last year, I believe. Does he go up into the thirties for touchdowns? Who's who is your number one and number two? How would you rate these guys uh, fantasy wise this year?
4: It's really this is one this is one really tough one for quarterbacks because you know the Browns probably do more of a running game despite the fact that they have Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. So they got a hell of a running game anyway. So I like, I got to go with Baltimore on that at least to be the number one. Cause like you said, uh, Jesus, maybe I don't Lamar Jackson has uh, you know, the running and passing abilities, you know, from, from all that side. So I'll go with him.
2: Sure.
5: Yeah. I'm, I'm also going to agree with the whole Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, because he can easily get scoring touchdowns on his legs, not only in the air. Plus, he gets more in if he runs it in, too, if you're going to go with that, uh, those type of points. But I, I think it's Lamar Jackson, because like you said, Dan, if we're going to go to the next topic with running, I would pick Nick Chubb for the Browns as my running back if I'm picking from the NFC North.
3: Yeah, I definitely think he'd be your number one guy considering the consistency that he'd had. You know, Joel Mixon has just hurt too much. Najee Harris is a rookie. And now we see J.K. Dobbins is is injured. So can't argue <laughs> with that. I mean, uh, Kareem Hunt could almost be a considered uh, strong second, maybe third best in the division on the
5: same team. Yeah. I mean, I, I also like the good old-fashioned meme that I saw on NFL memes on Facebook, good old, uh, you know, they said that the running back was on IR for the Baltimore Ravens, but Lamar Jackson's still scheduled to play week one. I'm confused. (laughs) I,
4: I, you know, the only one I, I would be like, say don't sleep on is Mixon because, you know, with Burrow coming back from injury, they might rely heavily on Mixon at the beginning of the season and maybe, You know he he steps up as a kind of a big role in that at the at least at the beginning of the season if not you know the whole season so he'd be the only one I'd say maybe maybe but I I agree with you on the rest.
3: A lot of big expectations for Najee Harris so that could pay off or bite you depending on how high or low how much money you spent for him in your fantasy football draft. We didn't hit the pass receivers the pass catchers from the AFC East. So we're going to hit that and then we'll come back to the AFC South for the pass catchers. When I say pass catchers, I'm talking receivers and tight ends. AFC East Patriots loaded up with some guys, Hunter Henry, John who Smith, big tight ends over there. We'll see if that ball gets out to the receivers better with Mac Jones and Cam Newton. Stephon Diggs is definitely the cream of the crop. A healthy Jamison Crowder is an old man, but he's still really, really good. And the dolphins, uh, what Jalen waddles down there, but it just really depends on the Adams as well. No, not Devonte Adams. Not uh, Devante Parker. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, Parker. So,
5: well, yeah, let's, I, let's also not forget the other receiver, or should I say tight end, actually, for the Dolphins, Gusecki.
3: Yeah, but when you're talking cream of the crop, I, I wouldn't even exactly. put him in the same class as Hunter Henry. It, it's really a, a yeah, tight end no. week. The Bills don't have a standout tight end. Mm-hmm. Jets just traded Chris Herndon. Uh We'll see. Gaseki's not bad though. I mean, it you you bring up a good point. I just wouldn't put him ahead of any of those guys, but no. I'm interested to see what these the, these these SEC receivers uh uh Waddle, DeVonta Smith and um who's the third one that I'm missing? From LSU. Or was that Waddle? No. The guy who sat out last year. You're on your own on that, brother.
5: Yeah, you're, I'm you're not good. The I'm not one good that went that to the one. Bengals?
4: Yeah. Oh, T. Uh, T. Something. No. What was his name? No, no, T. No, Higgins. No. You talking about T. Higgins? No, that was Clemson. He's a Clemson no.
0: Guy.
3: No, I'm not talking about T. Higgins. Jamar Chase.
4: Well, I'll tell you, I got
3: yes. Chase. Yes. Yes.
4: I'll tell you. On top of my Josh Allen pick, uh, that I got in the third round, in the second round, I got Stefan Diggs from the bills as well to team up with Josh Allen. So I'm, I'm going bills heavy this year, brother. And I also got John U. Smith as my backup tight end. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm feeling pretty good about that too. So yeah, not bad. It was uh,
5: pretty good chops.
3: Yeah. Well,
5: speaking of the
3: Bengals receiver, let's move over to the NFC North here as we're getting halfway through the AFC or the AFC North as we get halfway through the AFC, obviously o- Odell Beckham jr. Is back Jarvis Landry is excellent. The Ravens brought in Sammy Watkins, uh, Hollywood Brown. Steelers have a good trio of receivers. Bengals, we just talked about as well. I, uh, who's the tight end for um, the Ravens? What's his name? Uh, Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews. Yeah, yeah, he's an excellent tight end. The Browns have a couple of good tight ends. I think they have Austin Hooper and David and Joku. Super duper Austin Hooper. Yep. Uh, what do you guys think the cream of the crop
4: there is? I feel like Cleveland overall has the amount of receivers and, you know, pass catchers. Got it. You know, uh, I I love Marquise Brown, you know, as he's the speedy receiver in Baltimore. uh, Chase Claypool. on The Steelers should be interesting coming into second year. Uh, We'll see how, you know, now he's kind of going to be the leading receiver, so we're going to see how he he fits into that mold. I think he might have a really good year. Uh, The Bengals are... I feel younger, so it should be really interesting with Burrow back, you know, how they all kind of mold together. Uh, I definitely like Cleveland just overall as far as, you know, pass catchers go, but a lot of good receivers in this core.
5: Yeah, I'm in the same boat where, like you said, Marquise Brown, amazing speedster, Lamar Jackson hooked up with him so many times as the starter, so you know for a fact he's going to get the ball no matter what. Um, the Browns have an excellent core with Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, even, even their like number three and number four receivers are actually pretty good too, from what I remember. And of course, David Njoku and now Austin Hooper, the only thing that I'm going to say, if you're going to pick anything from the NFC North, just make sure that Juju doesn't do Corvette Corvette on your logo because he's going to get rocked. Because that's what happened to him against the Bengals. He got rocked and pl- flat-out destroyed.
3: Shit happens, man. Let's move to the AFC South. Colts, Texans, Titans, and Jaguars. Trevor has looked pretty solid. Who knows what's going on in Houston? Ryan Tannehill has COVID. And Carson Wentz. Well, he's recovering from a broken foot, so I guess I'd give it to Trevor Lawrence at this point. How about you guys? Yeah,
5: <laughs> that's not much. I up. I don't. Who, who's the starter for Houston right Tanny now? Tannehill.
3: Tannehill might be all right, and uh, Titans. Tannehill. Tanny the Texans. Well, Deshaun Watson said he's not playing for Houston and he wants a trade. So there. has been Taylor, talk of baby. him going, Yeah, there's been talk of 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 trading Deshaun Watson to Miami for Tua and, and some stuff. So we'll see what happens. I I don't. It's a tough position to so. be in if you're an NFL franchise and you have or want Deshaun Watson, considering you don't really know what's going to happen right now. So
5: Fuck it. My pick for this will be the backup for uh, the Colts, whoever the fuck that is. <laughs> uh, Boomer Eason or something like that. I think that's his
3: name. Anyway, interesting, interesting quarterback division right now. Jonathan Taylor for the Colts running back showed great improvements towards the end of the season. King Henry, Titans, Derrick Henry. Texans running back I'm going to have to look up for you. Jaguars is uh, James Robinson. Travis Etienne is out for the season. Who is Mark running Ingram. the football for the Mark Texans? Ingram. Mark Ingram. David Johnson. Oh, Philip Lindsay will be the starter on that team before long. Let me tell you right now, he's also on that team. Philip Lindsay is way better than Mark Ingram and David Johnson. I am but definitely Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry are easily your, your top two, right? How oh, long Derek Henry gets old. There's a lot of carries, a lot of carrying people, a lot of hits. He's a big boy, but at some point the tread's going to wear off them wheels.
4: Yeah. And yeah. we'll I guess soon I, enough, I, but yeah, yeah.
5: I, I don't care as long as I see those stiff arms. Those stiff arms are a thing of fucking highlight beauty.
4: You wanna see those stiff arms. I got it.
3: Let's move over to the receivers. Houston's got Brandon Cooks. Indy's got an interesting young crew of Pittman, Pascal, and Campbell. TJ Shark dude dude. But I think DJ I think, Shr- think LaViska Chenault Jr. might actually be the one that ends up <clears throat> leading that team. Um DP must have drafted him <laughs> I'm not saying I did <laughs> but I oh no I didn't draft him ah, sorry but Tennessee once again another team that's stacked with talent AJ Brown and Julio Jones line up across uh, side to side on the field that, I mean that's Derek Henry in the backfield AJ Brown and Julio Jones are are your receivers I mean they their tight ends aren't nothing special but that's pretty solid offense there. I'd
4: say so, too. I drafted Julio Jones uh, with the expectation of a good bounce-back season uh, on the new team. Can't get necessarily as many uh, you know double-team coverages with A.J. Brown on the other side, so it should open up a lot of things. I, I'm loving Tennessee's offense right now uh, between Derrick Henry and, and their receivers. It, it should be their division to lose at this point.
5: Yeah, basically, the the Titans, for as long as Henry can stay healthy, as long as Tannehill can still throw a ball, and as long as A.J. Brown can run, the Titans should be your AFC South champions for a good amount of time.
3: Not a tight end-rich division. Jordan Atkins, Jordan Atkins, I'm sorry, for Houston. Jack Doyle and Cox Cox, to me, are two of the better tight ends in the division on the same team. Chris Manhertz, never heard of him for jacksonville <laughs> i have no idea who that is i have and no idea who tennessee, that is you think tennessee would i mean anthony Fursker, firkser anthony firkser yeah it is always a good solid pass catcher when he gets in but he eases the backup jeff swain yeah i don't know let's move on afc west fellas plenty of talent in the west the broncos might be the most talented team outside of the quarterback position, but Teddy Bridgewater's locked that up. I think Teddy Bridgewater's pretty underrated. Patrick Mahomes, obviously, you know, probably the best quarterback in the league. Justin Herbert, one of the best rookie, maybe the best rookie season, one of the best rookie seasons ever, looking to make big strides this year. And the Raiders are still with Derek Carr, believe it or not, you know. (sighs) I I mean, are we just going to say Mahomes and just walk? Yeah, I mean, that's
5: not necessarily,
3: you know, the the whole conversation. Should we just go to running back?
5: I mean, if you can't pick Mahomes and you're going with the West Herbert, sure, but.
3: No, I think it's It's
4: Mahomes. I think it's an interesting division as far as with Carr, you know, and the lack of kind of faith that they have right now with him. Well, I
3: tell um, you what? uh, This guy, let, let this guy tell you what right now. John Gruden's going to be back in television next year because yeah, let, me talk, last... like, let, let,
5: let me talk to you, man. Just like that. Eli they're, Drake guy. Yeah, let me
3: they're talk gonna, to you. They're gonna, they won't win nine games, which means they'll finish under 500 and not make the playoffs again. And Gruden's out. You can pay the buyout. I don't know if he's got time, how much time left on his contract, but running backs. Let's go to the running back side. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Austin Eckler looks like he's back and ready to go. Uh, On the Raiders side, you got Josh Jacobs. And then for the Broncos, you do have Melvin Gordon. But I'll tell you what, if you're a smart fantasy owner, I wouldn't be taking Melvin Gordon unless you're also taking Javante Williams because I think he's going to end up being the fantasy football points share uh, big time. Yeah, he's kind of the one that's, that's
4: not necessarily a sleeper, but the one that's you feel like is going to take over, you know, in the, in this division too, because there's nobody that's really like Eckler's, pretty good, but there's not really a standout, you know, in the, in this division. Jacobs is good and uh, Edwards-Hilaire is good, but you know, none of them are really necessarily all strong running teams. So De- Denver's the one that's kind of going to be a surprise, and and he might be the one that's going to break out of this division as
5: the standout. I mean, if you're gonna. I'm only thinking Eckler because Herbert also really likes to launch that ball. There's a reason why his nickname is Air Bear, where he likes to throw that ball, he likes to sling that rock. He can he can throw it also to Eckler if you have a PPR league. If you have a PPR league, I'd probably say Eckler. If, if it's not, uh, maybe maybe Josh Jacobs. You know, he might pull something out. But, yeah, I'm... I'd say if all else fails, Eckler's probably your go-to.
3: All right, pass catchers. Denver with a solid, solid quad, you know, solid quartet, I should say. Uh, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Tim Patrick, all very capable receivers. Obviously, Tyreek Hill in Kansas City. They're really looking, excuse me, they're really looking for someone to come on behind him. Obviously, with Travis Kelsey, that makes it difficult because he's obviously one of the top pass catchers as well. Keenan Allen, just a solid NFL All-Pro every year. Look for this to be Mike Williams last year as a charger. Henry Ruggs, to me, hasn't really shown what he could, especially with the speed that he has. But Brian Edwards would likely be the, the main pass catcher there behind Darren Waller. So we got a lot of guys that can catch the ball, including some of the best tight ends in the league here. Yeah, Vegas uh,
4: Raiders are a little, probably the least uh, depth in that. You know, like I said, you got Darren Waller, but then their wide receiving core is kind of, uh, you know, not too sure. but I
5: was about to, Do they still have Hunter Renfro?
4: They do. They do. I think. Uh, depth chart. Depth chart. Hunter Renfro. Oh. Yeah. He's on there. He's okay. on there.
5: Cause yeah. I remember he got hurt halfway through last season or something. And he was, he was actually doing pretty good for the, the Raiders, but yeah, yeah. I like... the problem, the problem with that. God damn it. Go ahead,
3: Dan.
4: <laughs> I mean, Tyreek Hill obviously hands down, you know, better than anybody right now. And and I like the chargers with Keaton Allen's just, he's one of the guys that I feel like never gets like, you know, that, that level of respect. Cause he, he is really that good. And, uh, like I said, Mike Williams probably as last year uh, with the uh, Chargers, but really good as well. So just a lot of depth, I think, in the other other than the Raiders, in my opinion, a lot of good depth with Broncos and and, and Judy uh, uh, as well. Like just some good receivers in this division, in my opinion.
3: Sure, one hundred percent. All right. Should we swing it over to the NFC side? Sure. Start with the East. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, and Dak Prescott. Obviously, healthy Dak is, is the cream of the crop here. Is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to finally get his fair chance at a full season with a decent team? You know, and, and how are the Eagles and Giants going to look? Because I just don't see either of those teams. Being over five
5: hundred, uh, I'm hoping Fitzmagic does well for the football team. I really do, because I also know that there's the rumors that Cam Newton might go onto that team because of Ron Rivera.
3: Ooh. I think they'd be better off with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think Cam Newton is having trouble throw. I don't think he can throw the ball as well as he used to.
5: I, I'm just hearing what I'm what I've been seeing on the rumor mills, but hopefully Fitz does a good job. But if we're going through what we know, what we see, yeah, deck's the better fit, especially if he's healthy and he can still throw the ball. He can do a bunch of other things. He's just like Lamar. He's just like Josh Allen. If you want some points on the ground as well, Dak will make it happen for you.
4: Yeah, definitely Dak. Uh, you know, if he's, if he's back hundred percent healthy is, is the guy um, out of these four for the best quarterback especially with the team that he's going to have around him to you know uh, wide receivers and running backs wise as well uh, I, I am interested in Philly uh, really really watch because they got you know obviously with uh, Jalen Hurts and they got young rookie wide receivers like Devonte Smith so they could be a surprise team in, and Hurts could become out as as kind of a surprise quarterback this year you know with the team that he has, uh, it's just it's just going to be interesting to see. Otherwise, yeah, I always root for Fitzpatrick just because, you know, he's just been that journeyman guy, and every time he comes in, he's just like he brings this energy that's it's so much fun to watch, and I, I really hope he gets the, that full year of opportunity in Washington, you know, depending on what happens. But I, I don't see him <laughs> doing any better than what Dak can do in Dallas as well, uh, despite McCarthy coaching him. Anyways, so it's just my old drink. You good there? You
3: need a little drink?
4: I think I. Hang on, there's something in my throat there in the last minute. I don't want <clears throat>
3: to move on to the running backs before DP. Before I don't Dan know. has a stroke there. God damn. Solid, solid uh, number one running backs across the board Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, Saquon Barkley coming back, Zeke Elliott trying to get better. I think if I really had to pick between all of them, I would almost want Gibson considering he has talent and the less, in the least amount of tread, you, you know, Sanders to me wasn't as impressive as he should have been last year. Hopefully he has a better year this year, but still very good, very good productive running back. Uh, Zeke's had better days. Hopefully he can make them come back again. And Barkley with the injuries that's, that's twice now. So uh, that's just where I'm at. Not to say that they aren't all solid options fantasy football wise.
4: Barkley is the one that's kind of, you know, the unknown coming back from the injury, you know, hopefully he can get back into his full form and he's going to be, he would be really good if that's the case. I, I can't bet against Zeke, uh, Elliot would be my pick, you know, especially with Dak coming back, you know, you got, now you got a full quarterback, you know, your, your full-time really good quarterback there. Uh, the offensive line would be the only question, but Zeke's got to be the guy in my opinion for this one, at least the the solid pick, you know, I, I like the idea of Gibson or, or, you know, Sanders maybe, you know, being a good option, but Zeke has to be the man here when it comes to these guys.
5: Yeah, I'm. The only reason why I'm going to go Saquon on this one is he hasn't been able to show what he can do, because, like we've always said, it's uh, just like a random like ACL tear or like he got turf toe or something like that. Like something happens to him where we can't see his full potential. So I think this one, he, he gets a little angry. He runs a little angrier. Maybe, you know, a knee or two might like bang him up a little bit, but Barkley, I think is going to have that year that he deserves. And if not, yeah, Gibson.
3: Pass catching wise, you got uh what it's Terry McLaren, Logan Thomas, Dallas Goddard, possibly Zach Ertz may having a better season. Jalen Rieger is a guy that's been really doing well in practice for Philly along with Devonta Smith. The Giants have some solid wide receivers. Uh, they 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 added Kenny Galladay. The Cowboys, I mean Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> So you you got a lot of really Evan Ingram with the Giants. You got a really a lot of nice pass catchers in the NFC East. It's just whether or not these quarterbacks can stay healthy and get them the ball. Yeah,
4: that's a big one. I, I love the Cowboys depth on that with Cooper and and CD Lamb and Michael Gallup even, you know, out there. Yeah. Could be could be really good, could be dangerous. You have, you know, you have a lot of options there. Um, you know, again, Philly's kind of this the unknown with with, you know, with the rookie quarterback with Hertz and a rookie wide receiver with Devontae Smith, uh, even uh, Quez Watkins, I, I kind of like you know seeing him a couple times. a Speedy wide receiver, you know, I, I feel like these are kind of unknowns. You know, you got Fitzpatrick as a you know new quarterback in Washington. You don't know how well the wide receivers might do. It's going to be a really good surprise, I think, in this division. I, I, I like initially starting off. I like the Cowboys for sure
5: with the depth that they have. I mean, yeah, for what for everything that we know right now, the Cowboys are the best pick if you're gonna do anything receiving wise. You know, CeeDee Lamb, uh Michael Gallup, all of those guys. And because we don't know what what Devonta Smith can do. We don't know what Fitzpatrick's gonna be able to do with that receiving core. Daniel Jones has looked like the bad Eli. So we don't, we don't really know where – we can't gauge the East when it comes to the receivers because they haven't experienced their, receiver, or their quarterback enough, except for the Cowboys. And, you know, Dak got hurt, so that sucked. But Dak's back. We know he can still sling the ball like no tomorrow. We all know, you know, CeeDee Lamb's down there. Michael Gallup's down there and they don't have Cobb anymore, but, you know, you still have a bunch of things. Yes, Dan, I know. I know you guys got him back. I know. <laughs> well, are we going to talk about the NFC North next?
4: Let's get there. Hold sure. Face.
5: <laughs> sure.
4: <laughs> sure.
3: Uh, I guess quarterback-wise, we know who Kirk Cousins is. We know who Jared Goff is. Obviously, we know who Aaron Rodgers is. If Andy Dalton's starting... Let's just go around the horn. Just you tell me what week is Justin Fields first start. Week 4. I'll stay... oh, There you go. Dan, I was
4: exactly going to say week 4. Holy shit.
3: <laughs> Let me
4: see something here. Check out the schedule here. You know, again, look at this I was
3: looking to see if they had an early bye, but the bye week's week 10. Oof. uh let's see. Week 4 is home against the Lions. That's yeah. a pretty good pick. Got they're at the Rams, home to the Bengals, at the Browns. Sure, oh. sure they're zero three. He's home against the Lions. Start, I like it. Week four sounds pretty good there.
4: Yeah, it might be week between six and seven. There, they got they got the Packers and the Bucks back to back. That might Ooh. be the time they get rid of him after that too. So
5: yeah, I don't know. Do you want to throw that field? Point, you just wasted, I mean, like the, the after just, at that point, after? so that.
3: At that point, you just wait till after the bye week, then to week eleven. Week eleven. I'd then, say the smart money's yeah. on week four or week
5: eleven because they're yeah. bye yeah, week. week yeah, I wouldn't throw fields to the wolves that quickly. No. Like, oh yeah, yeah, we're not really working. With you here. start already. Yeah. a yeah. lot Let's throw against the twelve. Should
4: already be starting though. It should already be starting. I feel Probably. too, but that's the right pick. Oh. Yeah, right around week four, you get another. You get a game before uh some big ones against the Packers. You get the you get the Raiders before you get the Packers and and the Bucks. Yeah, I'm with you. Week four
3: or week or after the bye. That's that's
4: yeah.
5: beautiful. That that that's a safe pick there.
3: All right, running back wise, Devin Singletary is going to be the dominant rusher, I do believe, in Chicago. Although they do have a couple other d- decent backs behind him, the Lions just you know throw a dart at the board. I bet you Jamal Williams ends up carrying the load for them once they realize what he can do. Dalvin Cook is obviously the cream of the crop, but not far behind Aaron Jones. I mean. Solid, solid running back division.
5: Yeah, yeah. Especially since don't you guys also have Dylan too? We got yep. CJ
3: Dylan. Uh, he'll be
4: he'll be a good a- backup. He's he's a- more. Pardon. Aj. A- what did Dillon. I say? CJ oh, a- yeah, Aj a-
3: Dylan. C- Jesus uh, Christ. You've been watching Baywatch, or what? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Well, wasn't, wasn't that Pam Anderson's name?
4: CJ. And I think it was CJ. Yeah, I think you're right. That's a that's a pull, brother.
2: Yeah, brother. I
5: don't know. Uh, Tony just might have to get first pick on trivia.
2: What?
4: What? I'll tell you I took Aaron Jones with the seventh pick in the draft. A. a Ron Jones, my pick. Uh so I got him really good. Delvin Cook's obviously, yeah, the better overall running back. But I like I like Jones, especially, you know, he catches the ball a little bit more out of the backfield than than Cook does, so
5: good team name. So Cook, so Cook. my big thing that we're that we didn't address is Adrian Peterson's back in the north.
4: Was he playing for the Lions again? For the Lions, again? but he's, oh, yeah,
5: he's on the Lions.
2: Who
3: cares? <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> on <to> he's <another laughs> got
5: child support to pay. Broke. I got kids. No, no, no. He broke the tree branch. That's that's what happened with the child support. Well, is hes with Detroit. When did he sign? I'm pretty sure he signed last. year. Like like in August or something. I could be wrong.
3: He might have got cut because he's not on the depth chart here for the Detroit Lions. Really? DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Jamar Jefferson, and Godwin Igwebuike. Bless you. Yeah, that one I fucked up. I'm usually pretty. I'm I'm renowned on Three Man Weave for my pronunciation of names, but that one I was a first look. It's I G W E B U I K E. Ig I just, um, the last part, I'm.
5: Of... I thought he returned to the lion
3: again. Igwibuike. Igwibuike. That sounds about right. Godwin Igwibuike. That's what I'm going with. Godwin, te- Godwin, if you're listening to this and I'm pronouncing your last name horribly, if I'm pronouncing it right, please, you know, Twitter me at Tongue. Hmm.
5: Yeah, no, okay. Adrian Peterson's no longer a lion. He was last year, but he's a free agent.
3: Well, let's slide over to the pass catchers here in the NFC North. Allen Robinson, obviously excellent. The Lions lost Kenny Galladay. They're kind of rebuilding that squad. Uh, Devontae Adams, cream of the crop. But the Vikings, one of the best one-two combinations in the entire National Football League, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Very, very good pair of wide
5: receivers there. Yeah, the Vikings kind of have something going for them. Now let's see if they can actually go on and finish it. <laughs> uh, as you said, Lions don't really have that much of a receiving core anymore, unless they're really going to front load everything on TJ Hawkinson.
3: Yeah, they do have an excellent tight end, though, so we'll see if he can pick up some of the slack there.
5: And then, you know, Aaron Rodgers got, has Randall Cobb back. He's got Devontae Adams still. He got Marquez Valdez-Scanling. Yeah, good. got Robert Tanyan as well. Yeah, Tanyan. So, yeah, so, I mean, it helps when you got
4: a really good quarterback throwing to him. It makes the wide receivers look a little bit better than they probably are.
3: Uh, you know. True. I would say, uh, as far as young receivers go, I would love to see Amari Rodgers be more involved in the offense than anybody, uh, a wide receiver except Devontae Adams at some point. And watch out for Darnell Mooney with the Bears, that kid. He's got jets for feet, so... All right, we can move on to the NFC South. Interesting quarterback division. Tom Brady, Sam Darnold, Matt Ryan, and Jameis Winston. I would say fantasy football-wise, I don't know. Matt Ryan possibly, uh, Tom Brady. Is Winston going to have that solid of a year? What's going to happen there? What are you guys' thoughts? Sam Darnold, the experiment number two? So Arnold will be interesting. Carolina is going to be
4: a really interesting team uh, this year, I think, for sure. I like – Matt Ryan's always pretty decent to get your goddamn Brady jersey out of here. How of
2: those
3: you have a Brady jersey? No one can hear that. <laughs> uh, you know, Matt, no, no, leave it right there. That's yeah, what? Leave it right no, – oh, no, 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 put it back. Yeah. No, oh, boo. Matt Ryan always – oh, for God's sakes. In uh, front of your face, not in the <laughs> shot.
4: All right. James Winston should be interesting, uh, especially with the with the offense that they have. You know, with Kamara and if Michael when Michael Thomas comes back, uh, you know, off his injury, uh, as well as Callaway, they got a young rookie there too. So, like, they got a lot of weapons. So, I think you know, Winston could be a surprise. You know, as long as he's not throwing thirty picks this year. But I don't know. How, I don't know how. At least at the beginning, how you don't pick. Tommy as your man. Cause Tommy Brady's Tommy Brady. So there you go. You got 45
3: seconds. Goal.
5: Yeah. Just Brady. I, I have no faith in James. The only time that I want you to have Jameis Winston in your lineup is when they play the box. Cause we all know Jameis Winston doesn't have experience throwing to box players. Uh, 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 let's go over
3: to the running back side of the game. Uh, Boy, oh boy, you got two of the best in the business, Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey. But then you move over to Tampa, and it's, it's really interesting to see what's going to be happening as Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones split time. And then uh who am i missing here oh man my screen's all messed up here hold on guys relax 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 dwi podcast episode no, i was 200. gonna
5: say i don't even know who the yeah. falcons running back is. other right than now. mike
3: davis i don't
4: know who the
5: falcons. fuck they got yeah atlanta there they are way
3: up there cordell patterson is their backup oh, and they don't God. have really? anybody else on the, so that
5: should be interesting oh that'll be fun wow uh sure um I mean, make it McCaffrey, run <laughs> CMC. Oh, that, that's who I got there. You, he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He's a monster. <clears throat> you
4: know, there's a name. You know, when it just sometimes it just sticks with you. You know, it just it get just sticks in your craw. That like, Kamara. Yeah, it's one of those. Oh fuck! That's my shit. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what? You're not Costanza. You're good.
3: I'm by Tony. my Tony. I haven't used that for fucking months. Get the fuck out of here. All you all motherfuckers on Chairshot Shot Radio Network are fucking. All you do is steal my shit. Everybody. Every motherfucker. I'm talking to fucking DP. talking to AJ. I'm talking to Greg. I'm talking to Patrick. I'm talking to Dave. I'm talking to Chris. I'm talking to Andrew. I'm talking to Ray. I'm talking to Kyle. I'm talking to Mags. I'm talking to fucking all of them. All of them. Steve Allen got nothing on PC Tunny, let me tell you, motherfuckers. Yeah, Total BS! You can eat a fat pen cap, okay. yeah, DP. Yeah. T- you t- know t- what? T- you know what
4: happens when you <laughs> yell at DP?
3: You just made the list! Uh, and, uh, uh, NFC, South that list. <laughs> NFC South Pass Catchers. NFC South Pass <laughs> Catchers. Michael Thomas is out for a while because, I don't know. Shaq said, I got hurt on the job. I rehab on the job. Well, Michael Thomas took that literally with him. The Panthers, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, solid pass-catching duo, along with Buccaneers' pass-catching trio and excellent tight ends. Uh, you know, you, you got Mike Williams. You got Antonio Brown. You got Chris Godwin. You got Gronk. The Falcons, young tight end, Kyle Pitts, pairs well with Calvin Ridley, probably one of The best, probably top five receivers in the entire game. How do you guys assess the pass catchers down in the
5: NFC South? Just the blocks. I'm just going to say it. God's sakes. When when you don't have Antonio Brown on his bullshit, he's good. Mike Evans, every single season he's had 1,000 yards. Godwin literally gave up his number to Brady and returned for a ring, which he got. So, yeah. We might see, like... Three receivers with a 1,000-yard seasons down there in Champa Bay.
4: You know, when Antonio Brown came back, he was pretty much the best receiver, you know, for the Buccaneers. So if he can stay, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, out of trouble, you know, he's – he. it could be – a phenomenal receiving core. Cause he was, when he played, he was the best and he did, you know, look at the stats stats. Don't lie there. Uh, you know, so absolutely Tampa Bay has got, you know, the receiving core all over the place. So definitely for sure. I, I, you know, I got a good deal on Michael Thomas. Uh, so I got him on my team as well, as well as Marquise Callaway. So I'm a big fan right now of one of the two being the leading receiver for new islands, uh, wherever Michael Thomas happens to, if he gets traded or whatever, or when he comes back. So I, I, I like their receiving core as well. Uh, the Panthers should be interesting as well. They got, they got some young guys and I uh, got Terrence Marshall jr. As well, the rookie who could be a good speedy receiver. Uh, you know, and you, and you mentioned, you know, Calvin Ridley in Atlanta, who's phenomenal. Um, uh, so, A lot of good receivers in this one. Definitely team-wise, you got to give it to Tampa Bay on this one for sure, though.
3: Last but not least, the NFC West. Let me run down the quarterbacks here. Most interestingly would be Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. Kyler Murray looking to continue to increase his fantasy output. Russie the Love Mussy, Russell Wilson up in Seattle, (laughs) that's That's what Sierra calls him, Russie the Love mussy and a much improved situation under center for the L.A. Rams in a very tough and proven quarterback, Matthew Stafford. I love. It's, I, I I shouldn't say I love. I'm
4: I'm really excited to see Matthew Stafford on a different team. Like I obviously could not root for him uh, being in in the North because I'm the Packer fan and I didn't want to root for the Lions, but he has he is really good. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see him with Robert Woods and Cooper cup, you know, some good receivers in a different offense, you know, that has a little more passing offense. So I'm really cool. I'm really excited to see that. And Kyler Murray continuing his improvements could be awesome. Russell Wilson, Wilson is still the cream of the crop in this division. Trey Lance is the one I I'm, I I picked him as my last pick. I'm very excited to see if, you know, he gets that starting position and what he can do over Garoppolo. So a lot of good kind of both young up and coming quarterbacks and the experienced quarterbacks in this side, you know, two different sides of the coin here. So it's, it's kind of cool to see that in this
5: division. Yeah. You definitely can't put away the toughness and just all around like, like, just focus mind state of Stafford so I love to see what he can do with the Rams but if I'm going to pick a quarterback out of that division for fantasy football I would say Kyler Murray only because he can run out of that pocket he can scramble he's got an arm as we all saw with the hail Murray he and plus he's got weapons behind him too let's not let's not dismiss that but I would love to see what Stafford can do, but if you're going to go with a quarterback for that division, Kyler Murray's your best bet because as much as I love Russell Wilson too, that O-line is not helping him whatsoever. Running
3: back-wise, Arizona is going to give Chase Edmonds the starting position after a couple years there. James Conner to be the backup. Uh, Cam Akers, who we all thought was gonna just have a fucking blowout year, unfortunately, I blew out his knee. I do believe I they're not so year. impressed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're not so impressed with Daryl Henderson. That the fact that they traded for Sonia Michelle looked like those two could be splitting carries. Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, the same one two punch in Seattle, and Frisco, Raheem Mostert, and Trey Sermon looking to get that backup job. Mostert with the speed, great offensive line. Carson probably the most dynamic out of all of these backs, in my opinion. Not the best running
4: back core in this division, unfortunately. With Cam, especially with Cam Akers going down, I, I drafted Sony Michelle uh, late as well with the hope that maybe he takes the starting position from Henderson. But uh, nobody really stands out in this division as as a great running back, in my opinion. On this, it's just it's a rough one.
5: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. If you're really that desperate for a running back in this division, Chris Carson will probably be your best bet, assuming he doesn't get hurt, because I know he's had a couple of injuries here and there. But if you're going to go for a running back, I wouldn't go with anyone from the West for the NFC. But you never know. Raheem Mozart is usually the speed back. So if you're going to pick anyone, Chris Carson or Raheem Mozart. Other than that, i not look anywhere near the NFC West for that pick
3: and the pass catchers from the NFC West Cardinals solid trio DeAndre Hopkins picking up AJ Green Christian Kirk there as well the Rams have had solid receivers for a few years Robert Woods Cooper Cup Van Jefferson really coming on as well Uh, not just Justin Jefferson but Van Jefferson look for him a little bit more production DK Metcalf stepping up Tyler Lockett is always excellent and then Frisco we'll see I mean, you you got Kittle there, so can Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk step up? Uh, New tight end in Seattle, Gerald Everett, Chargers still got Tyler Higbee, and Max Williams sort of an underwhelming tight end in Arizona. Those are your pass catchers in the NFC West.
4: Yeah, as usual, Niners look a little light in that other than Kittle, who's like, I don't know, always ridiculously good. You know, I, I've always loved the Rams, uh, you know, with Cooper Cup and uh, Robert Woods, you know, there, there's two guys. Uh, I, again, I think, oh boy, I always think Arizona's the best ones, you know, especially with D-Hop uh, and Christian Kirk. And now you imagine A.J. Green, you know, if he can come back to any type of, type of form that he had before he kind of started getting injured there in Cincinnati, that's a ridiculously good wide receiver core that you have for Kyler Murray, I mean, that's insane. And you know they're going to go five wide. You know, they got Max Williams, a tight end, who's who's pretty solid. Uh, They like to – you know, you saw it last year. They like to go, you know, five wide on wide receivers, you know, a lot more passing than they do running. So that could be a really dangerous core, I think. Uh, I like Arizona right now for that.
5: Yeah, Nuke, Kirk. I'm pretty sure Fitzgerald's still in there Mm -mm. somewhere down no, not anymore? Really? Damn. Uh
4: Fitzgerald. still row. Where did Fitzgerald go? Ooh. Larry Fitzgerald. He he, he left. He left retired. Arizona. He retired.
5: Yeah. Hmm. still though, you still you can still get Larry in your back pocket. He can just be like, you still need me real quick. He'll he'll come back to Carolina, let's be yeah. honest here.
3: Yeah, you can be the guy. You can be the guy. like the guy that's been drafting Barry Sanders every fucking year since he retired early. Okay. Larry Fitzgerald didn't retire early. He played
5: a long time. <laughs> I know, since 2004. I'm not denying that. He's still right. one of your go-tos where it's like, hey, you, you want this? He's old. He's retired. He's not going to catch any passes, AJ all right
3: fine god damn no dan he's not getting kept... all right that's the end of this fucking shit this goddamn this goddamn fantasy football preview is over and now that i'm already screaming and angry it seems like the perfect time for trivia <laughs>
5: Don't have a certain thing to it, Tony. Ah, there it goes. I swear to god, we need to like shorn that in. With the one, two, three kid. Alright, yeah, phenomenal yeah, funky I, facts. I, I'm I'm here. I know, but I, like if for whatever reason you're not here, and no one has a can.
4: I mean I can go to the
3: can. No. Okay. Let's just get the trivia.
4: Just because you <laughs> love a good
5: juice know, does not mean Joe. Just for that, no, Tunny. One, two, three. Uh, a
3: door number one, blink.
5: Yeah. Door numero uno. All right, this one's gonna be uh whoever's closest. How long was Nick Aldis's NWA title reign? His his longest one. Yes, the one that he just literally lost. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out chairshot.com. I reviewed the 73rd anniversary of the NWA. I'll do some math on that one. So, all this
4: held it for a while. That he did, sir. Over... Don't say it. Two years? Oh, for God's sakes.
5: Over two years?
4: Who are you helping here? Everybody here. Well, now I don't even know. Now I know I'm way short. This is bullshit. Oh, too bad. You broke huh? down. I, I did write it down. my answer written down. Ah, oh, damn it.
5: Three years, two months. Okay, how long is three years and two months? You're making me do Do math. the math,
3: you asshole.
5: 38 months.
3: 3 years
4: Simplify
5: that further.
3: Oh my god.
4: 1155 days.
5: All right, thank you. Tony got the point.
3: 5 3 plus 60. Yeah,
4: 1155.
5: <laughs> Tony got it. It what was, was actually it? it was 1043. God damn it. Thousand and forty-three days. What rules are we doing?
4: Is that what rules? That's what I'm Price is right? Rules? Oh, I said closest. I said mate. closest. You did, you did. I didn't
5: say closest. without going over. I said closest. Stop begging. Just because I hate beggar. your face
3: doesn't mean. All right.
4: All right yeah. Fine
5: then. Dan, love a good deuce.
3: Stop. Shut your face when you talk to me. Yeah.
5: Is he? Beats himself with a fucking pen? <laughs>
3: That's all for seven of drinking, man. You just leave him alone. He's in the corner. What's he Jeez. doing? He's beating himself with a pen. Well, I I'll leave
4: him alone. He's on a roll. <laughs> should have
3: seen, seen him last week. It was a bag of oranges. <laughs> Jesus. All right. This
5: one you can get up to four points. What the fuck? Name four gimmicks of Dustin Rhodes.
4: Jesus, Dustin Rhodes, huh? Right. Four gimmicks
5: of Dustin Rhodes, cause God, this last question is funny. Uh, I don't fucking know.
4: Oh, Jesus. Four
5: oh gimmicks. Fudge. I mean, we all should know at least two.
4: Wait, can I get more time? Cause I guess there's more. Yeah.
3: I'll take another.
4: You want another seconds. 30 seconds or something here?
2: Let's, yeah, let's There's play this.
5: Four things one more here. Time here. Four, four different Wait. gimmicks of Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Ronalds. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh... As they take their time, I'm going to play with a little lighter. That a... When I asked this question to? Andrew and, his, and our co-worker, he, they all got it instantly. Oh, fuck you, then.
4: How about that? How do you feel about that? I got I nothing. I got three of them. I got nothing. Alright, let's... <laughs>
2: I
5: got really? Nothing? Dustin Reynolds. Dustin Rhodes. Goldust, the natural black rain from Tunny. Goldust, American Nightmare. That's Cody,
3: you stupid Cody. ass.
5: Okay, Tunny got three points. Dan got one.
3: I don't know. What's the other one?
5: Um, seven from WCW. Remember the un- uh, the Uncle Fester looking motherfucker? I don't <laughs> even remember that. <laughs> and then like the, six, even... the natural or the artist formerly known as Dustin Rhodes. Oh. So what am I? Uh, four, to, uh, four to one? Four to one. Oh, yeah. I, he, basically... yes!
3: he doesn't care. It yeah. doesn't care. make it's... if you don't get upset about it. It's total BS.
5: Oh, <laughs> oh,
4: no. It was total <laughs> BS. All
5: right, last question.
4: <laughs> I'm totally getting this right, just so you know.
5: <laughs> you might. Who knows? Because this one is... I'm dumb. Who was Kurt Henning's AWA Tag Team Championship partner at Wrestle Rock 1986? A-W-A. There's a bonus question to this, and I hope to God none of you have seen the stupidity that is what it is. There's a follow-up question to this? There's gonna be a follow-up question. What the fuck? The follow-up question is, why the hell do I know this answer without looking it up? (laughs) Oh my god. Um... I don't know how to spell his last name, so I just put it so that you could pronounce it. Okay.
2: Oh, do you know this? I, no I think
5: I him. do. Kurt Henning's AWA Tag Team Championship partner from I think Wrestle Rock 86. Maybe not. I have, I have no idea. Like, no uh, idea. I will say this. The guy is a yeah. WWE Hall of Famer. Oh, then I think I get it right. Oh, God. Tony oh, says Larry's Zabisco, Anne right. says Harley Race. It's actually neither. Uh, Scott Hall? It is Scott Hall. Yeah, oh, there you shit.
3: go. Oh, shit. four and a half to one.
5: Yeah. What's the uh, bonus question? Why is the reason why I know the answer to that without even having to look it up?
4: Because you well, met well, Scott Hall one time what? and you asked him. <laughs>
5: Hey, what was your nah. favorite
4: thing about AWA? And he went, "I won the I won, titles won. with Kurt yeah. Hennig."
3: Like, Do you guys know why I put my so, socks on twice this morning? So, so apparently, you know, it's the first time they fell early, off.
5: So, so you saw uh, something on guys television guys and never, they knocked them off. You guys well, never listen to the Wrestle Rock Rumble. No, no, DP, DP. I
3: called. I, I tapped my chip before I threw it. In.
2: Oh, uh, yeah,
4: I got gotcha. you. I got. I got it. Ar. I I, I,
5: I, I. I. Yep, it sounds right. So none of you guys have ever listened to the Wrestle Rock Rumble. Nope. AWA decided we're gonna do our own like our Chicago Bears Super Bowl Shuffle and parody that with all the wrestlers of the AWA. Right? No one cares. (laughs) Yeah. It was bad.
2: I hope you've
3: all enjoyed this supersized edition of the DWL podcast. Uh, brief last call here. Where are you going? What you taking? Labor Day weekend? I'll start. I am going to work, and I'm taking a bad attitude with me all fucking weekend. What? Do you think, <laughs> that is beautiful. Uh, I'm just for service, so I will. We, uh, well, I may take it with me, but it will not be on display.
5: Uh, for me, I know right after the podcast that we're recording right now, uh, there's a new bar that a buddy of mine is actually bartending at, so maybe free drinks going on over there, but other than that, not really much. If someone says they're grilling or, or whatever, I'm down for it. If Andrew and I just want to stay at home and just eat some burgers on our own, that's fine with me too, so. The only plans are tonight. And that's, I'm probably going to get free drinks at a new bar.
4: Nice. Well, I'll tell you, I got a free drink after the round of golf uh, for helping out one of the bartenders carry some heavy shit to the back room, if you know what I'm talking about. No, uh, no, for real. Like, uh, but I got a free drink uh, just for helping them oh, out because they were like, what's the problem? <laughs> Not to <the> keep going. <laughs> but. Uh speaking of parties, uh I will be heading towards the General's house Watch for Labor Day weekend and having some drinks and uh partying with the boys there. I know uh, PC Tony will be working unfortunately, so we'll miss him, but um, I got uh Gee, I might drop in. I'll see see. This is how I feel when I get to work on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, my nephew's got uh his well it's his first home soccer game for uh, for college. So we're going to go check that out at Hart Park Sunday at 3.30. Nice. So that should be kind of cool. Uh, hopefully it doesn't get rained out. And then uh, we'll be heading over to the Generals after that.
2: Oh ha!
3: Having ourselves a party. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in once again and listening to everything all over ChairShot Radio Network. You can find it, of course, all your favorite streaming platforms and right there at the thechairshot.com. Always use your head and head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up a great looking t-shirt over yonder. AJ, let everybody know where they can find you all over the social medias.
5: You can find me at Phenomenal AJB and AJB all caps on the Twitter machine. And of course, you can find me on TheChairShot.com. Just. Doing whatever, like I said before, I did the NWA 73rd anniversary review. You got to see Ric Flair back. No better thing than uh, seeing Ric Flair in an NWA ring and seeing some title changes. If you really want to know what's going on, go check out my review of it.
4: Well, you can find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs, and it's me, DPP. Uh, You can follow the DWI podcast on Twitter and on Facebook. Facebook podcast, or Twitter podcast DWI. Facebook, facebook.com slash DWI podcast, PC Tunney.
3: Yeah, you can find me at PC Tunney, more likely on the Twitter easier than the Facebook. Gentlemen, we did it again. And folks, I appreciate you listening to another edition of the podcast known as D, D W. w. Uh, ah. Listen, I say the letter first. You don't come in here with the W before I start saying W. Do you hear me? Who said W's?
5: Huh? What? He wasn't I couldn't even hear listening. anything. After ah. What do you see? Oh, you're grounded.
0: So is real. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Chair Always use your head.
2: I butt chug salt water all the time.